New Year, new you, new COVID strain, know what to do, we're off to quite a start, so everybody do your pipe, we're pooped and beat, we want a party on the street, well not really, we might get sick, so sit back, relax, and listen to episode 46. This is Yellow Packaging, episode 46, Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Rate and review us on iTunes at, um, you can rate and review us on iTunes, or you can follow us on Instagram at yellowpackaging604, and you can listen to us wherever and whenever you get your podcasts. You're listening to Yellow Packaging by Jesslyn and Colton. We're two Asians born and raised in Vancouver, living our lives through the perspective of a growing minority. Our podcast is about nothing, about something, and about everything. We talk about issues going on in our lives, our city, and how that relates back to our place in a Western society. So sit back, listen up, and get a new view on what it's like. Get a new view on what it's like to live in Vancouver. To live in Vancouver. Hello. Howdy. Welcome to Yellow Packaging, episode 46. The year is 2021. Ooh. We don't have flying cars. Um, we don't live like the Jetsons. Sadly, no. Um, or it isn't like the fifth element. So, you know, I haven't seen that movie you haven't in seen its entirety. It? No. Oh my God. It's amazing. I know. It's a, it's a cult classic. That's what they say. <laughs> um, who is not it? Chris. He was in... Um, Rush Hour. What's his name? Chris, not Chris Farley. Um, or Chris Rock, Rock. either. No, not, no, not Chris not. Rock either. They don't all look the same, by the way. <laughs> it's Chris Are you something. sure it's Chris? Is it Chris? I don't think it's Chris. Okay. I, I know what you're talking about. I can't remember his name. Oh, uh, yeah. He, like... he was the radio DJ cross-dresser guy. Yeah. He was awesome. A very um, memorable character. Yeah. I'm surprised you haven't seen it. You should watch it. I haven't it. seen it in its entirety. I know I should watch it. I will watch. I it. think Coleman likes it too, so he can make it a family movie. Oh, is it a fa- is it good for children? <laughs> I don't think oh, it's yeah. good for children. Totally, it is. Like people getting shot, oh, heads exploding. Oh, great! <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, okay. no, I cannot yeah. watch that. All right. Well, happy New Year. Happy New Year. How is the how? I guess before we go into twenty twenty one, how were your holidays? It was pretty good. I saw you. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> I know, but our listeners don't know. Uh, it was good. It was a different type of Christmas for yeah, sure. For sure. Um, you know, I I didn't mind it entirely. Yeah, same. Too. So I agree. I find that like Christmas is is quite a bit of a like a hustle and bustle. There's a lot to do. There's people to see. There's places to go. You know, you gotta yeah. make your rounds. You know, especially I think in your situation with the families and stuff. There's two families, so now you have to appease, and then the cousins and the aunts having their own things as well. Yeah. So I definitely felt more calm this year because I didn't feel as rushed or I wasn't looking at the time as much. Totally. And there isn't a lot of pressure. Yeah, And that's where the calmness comes in. Yeah. It's like like people are more understanding that you can't see them. You can't do things. Yeah. And and it's not saying that I, I don't know. It's not saying that I I don't normally enjoy Christmas per se, but You know what? I prefer this type of Christmas Yeah, it just felt more slow. Yeah. And I like that. And yeah, like you said, no pressure at all. Yeah. Um, even like, like normally I hate Christmas shopping, but 
with the recent COVID restrictions, like there's a lot of encouragement to do your Christmas shopping ahead of time. Yeah. And that really, really like helped reduce the stress for me for Christmas shopping, at least like, and I know that nobody's really obligated to do Christmas shopping. You know what I mean? So yeah. I think I really took that into consideration for 2020 and didn't feel as pressured. Yeah. I, f- I felt better. I don't know, for some reason. It, it feels better because now the gifts that you're giving are like more thoughtful. Yeah. They're the just... people in your circle, not just for the sake of giving a gift. Yeah, exactly. And I really hate that whole concept of I buy you a gift, you buy me a gift kind yeah. of situation. It just, I don't know. I, I, yeah. I mean, but that's bah humbug. That's Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> Christmas. <laughs> totally. But yeah, I agree. Like it definitely felt less pressure this year and I quite enjoyed it. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see what 2021 Christmas is like. Yeah, no, now you have to make up for 2020. <laughs> now it's like seven parties, yeah. 20 gifts totally. each. Yeah, but I feel like it'll be more festive because we were so disconnected in 2020. And mm. if like things go back to normal or restrictions loosen up, then maybe we'll appreciate it more. Yeah, you know what? We all needed a break. Yeah, I think so. It's like a forced vacation. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> thank you, everyone. Thank you, COVID. Thanks, COVID. <laughs> How, so, how's... yeah, New Year's. Yeah. Did you do anything on New Year's? No, I literally stayed in. Um, yeah. I took some edibles and oh, just... fantastic. Yeah, just literally did nothing. And it was quite nice. Did you make it to midnight? Uh, Yeah, I did. But... You were like one of the few people that did. <laughs> <laughs> but normally on like, if I don't have like work the next day, I'll tend to step till like one or two anyways. Okay. I still had that kind of... That feeling that when I don't have to work the next day, I need to make the day or the night last longer because I don't have to wake up early. So yeah. I purposely stay up late. You're like super tired too. <laughs> Is it one o'clock? Yes. Yeah, exactly. I did it. Do you, do you ever feel that? Like No, I still, I, I do that. I guess every day is a weekend for you. <laughs> Not really. Every day is like another, it's just Saturday repeating itself. It's Groundhog Day for exactly. me all the time. But I do stay, also stay up late. I'm very like night owl. Yeah esque yeah so i'll wait till coleman and east are asleep and it's usually around like 11 both of them are asleep right and then i party it's a rager <laughs> at my house what cigarettes alcohol I'll, I'll just read or um well, i'll do laundry read and then i'll watch yeah i have kind of like a really old lady schedule it's like i'll watch the 11 30 news it's, yeah. it's 11 11 30 and it's usually the daily show <laughs> and then i read a book yeah and I, that's i'm done my night so what time are you bid by like probably by like one-ish, okay. one thirty. So it's not crazy. That's he says up around nine, eight yeah. thirty-nine. So I'm still getting like a pretty good six hours. It's nice that you're at the point now where your your sleep is now more stable. Oh, thank the Lord. Oh, yeah. yeah. So that's new. I don't know if I mentioned it um, last podcast, but Issa gave up the boob finally. <laughs> I don't know if this is like too much info, but she she's like almost three years old yeah. um, and she gave it up. She remember, talks about it all the time, yeah. but like she... She's like, yeah, I don't need that tit anymore, so <laughs> put it away, girl. Yo, your titties hanging out? <laughs> yeah, I don't want exactly. it. Exactly. So yeah, she's like, keep your titties to yourself, <laughs> yeah. and I'm cool now. How do you feel about that? Um, At first I was like, oh, it's, it's ended. <laughs> and then it's like, you adjust so quickly, and now she comes towards it. I was like, whoa, <laughs> yeah. what are you doing? <laughs> and then she'll be like, I love titties. And I was like, all right, <laughs> go on now. So... I remember before we talked, you talked about how, like, you would keep this going until... <laughs> until she, yeah. Yeah, um, 
No, I'm glad yeah. it's done too. It's like one less string that's attached to you in a sense. You know but I mean? at the same time, it's like I miss it so much for like the breaks. Yeah. Where she could just tuck under my shirt. I could just be on my phone, zone out for 20 minutes. Yeah. And then she can zone out and we both have a break. But yeah. now we're just like 24 <laughs> 7. She quiet. doesn't nap anymore. Yeah. So like I miss that. Well, you know, it's comes with I'm, i know i'm trading it like we were sleeping better through the night like yeah. we're sleeping through the night now um so that's like the way better trade-off <laughs> anyways can you it's it's so funny how like uh, three years ago when we were doing our podcast we were still talking about how you were dreading giving giving birth oh yeah flash forward to now and you're like yeah she's not she doesn't need my boob anymore <laughs> <laughs> she doesn't need me anymore yeah exactly it's crazy no it is so my friend emily yeah. um she just Who had we a baby. interviewed we interviewed emily you in new york city yeah. represent um also. so she just had her baby yeah and in the weeks prior yeah. like even the days prior she had that that dready feeling and yeah. i was getting that dirty feeling like the sick feeling in your stomach yeah. of fear yeah <laughs> and i just like oh i can't talk about this anymore <laughs> it's like i need a second but that what, podcast what? when i listen to it it is that same pit feeling what do you mean like you're so scared of giving birth you don't oh, know God. what's gonna happen God. there's just so much fear it's like yeah. I don't know. It's like in your gut. Yeah, because you know like the worst pain of your life is going to happen. Yeah, yeah, and you don't know when <laughs> and you don't know how long it's going to be yeah. or what's going to happen. And then it's just, it's that. They just say, one of these days, a human being is going <laughs> to erupt out of your vagina and it's going to yeah. tear you apart. You don't know if you have time for any drugs yeah. or if you got to do this naturally or yeah. if they're going to cut you open. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Would you have, would, would you have smoked weed? prior to if you knew that like it was gonna happen on this date like would you have done any drugs um oh not those drugs like oh. the medical drugs oh got it <laughs> i don't know if she's smoking weed i'll check with my midwife yeah. she's pretty like <laughs> chill about things yeah um i would probably consider drugs yeah though. for sure like if there is a next pain mitigation right yeah yeah for sure or something like the laughing gas is shit like yeah. if they offered you fine take it but it's not gonna do anything <laughs> for sure uh but anyways what were you saying oh yeah she gave it up yeah well congratulations thank you and that's the mommy update for 2021 <laughs> <laughs> and that's mommy news with jesseline <laughs> and back to you colton so going into 2021 do you have any perspectives do you have any kind of insights or things that you're like 2021 i'm not carrying this with me or i'm going into 2021 with this kind of i don't know reminder or you know like this yeah little thing um do you want to start i feel like you have something no you go first okay so um i don't have any resolutions i don't think i really yeah i don't tie to that sort of thing yeah. but um definitely what 2020s taught me is to like really be in the moment yes and like i i didn't go back to work yeah um and i haven't been working right. and sometimes i stress out about that but what it's given me is like the moments with isa right like and i'm trying to just be in the moment every day yeah well it sounds like you know you've traded off who jesseline is as an individual for who jesseline is as a mother to isa you know yeah, I mean? and I don't think it's a bad way. Like, I don't no. think I've traded myself. And maybe not I've, traded off wasn't the right yeah, word, but I don't. I don't. You exchanged. Yeah, I think I'm more maybe embracing yeah. is a better word yeah. of that part of my life because I don't think 
you're a mother and then you're not anything else. Yeah. yeah. And like when some people ask me like, oh, what else is going on in your life? Yeah. It's like, girl, I just told you. <laughs> me and Isa hanging out. We went to Science <laughs> Road. Yeah. That's what we did today. Yeah. That is my life. That yeah. is my life right now. Yeah. And I'm okay with it. Yeah. Um, it's like the most, again, I, like the most rewarding thing. Yeah. It's like Jessalyn and mother Jessalyn are one and the same. So yeah. you don't get one without the other in a sense. No, and it's true. And it's like, I am all these other things too. And I just have to remind myself of that. Yeah. And it's okay that I'm not working. For sure. Well, what, what was causing the stress? I don't know. It just, I felt like I had to do more than what I was doing. Like your self-worth? Or, or like, just, I can't just be Issa's mom, like, 24-7. There has to be something more to me. Like, like so... Like, I needed a hobby, so I was applying for all those grants. So I could do something else. But do like, something, like, you feel like I need to do something with my life. Yeah. But you I, didn't recognize that, like, being a mother was doing something with Yeah, and life. it is doing something. Yeah. And if I'm doing something else, then it's taking away from this. Like, yeah. Issa's going to go back to school, going to go to school soon. Yeah. Um, and it's going to be like full time, won't see her yeah. as much. So I just really have to like engulf myself mm-hmm. in these years. Do you feel like, like that, that stress and that feeling of like proving your self-worth is because you're a female and you feel like as a female, there's this constant need to be like, I'm a female. I have worth. Yeah, I, I have value. I can yeah. do it all, you know? So do you feel like there's this pressure to obviously like go above and beyond being a mother because you're for fear of like society kind of being like you can't just be a mother a housewife or just um yeah now that you mention it i think yes i think because we had covid and we had some time to do things yeah like that was my window to do things yeah like start a blog start to do do something right um and then i felt upset like i didn't do anything write a book or something right have all these ideas but it's like when would I have done it? Yeah. Between like... Between... Managing this child. This yeah, wild child. My titties. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Trying to sleep at, yeah. you know, one in the morning or whatever it was. Totally. Yeah, like I don't... I don't think that I could... I can ever relate to that kind of societal pressure that you feel being a male, obviously, and not ever being able to give birth to a child and have that kind of bond. But I wonder, like, your husband, my brother's situation, does he feel the opposite of what you're feeling? That because, like, okay, I'm a, I'm a male, I need to provide for my family, so I'm, I'm going to sacrifice my fatherhood mm, yeah. to, to support my child in to give her the things that you know to give to give her a, a good life you know what i mean so like, now we're like in the society like those norms yeah it's like dad breadwinner yeah. mom caretaker homemaker. Yeah. yeah and then that's it and yeah. i think that's how it's been yeah totally. and it's just not like we sought out for it it's yeah. just happened that way and that's how i feel like the system is set up as well i mean system and traditions are set up in a sense that like it's normal and you know it's normal for the mother to take paternity leave obviously because the baby needs the mother for life you know what i mean and then when a father takes paternal leave it's kind of like it's not it's not that normal you know what i mean no and that's totally true like i know one mom who they split up uh paternal and then maternal leave yeah um and that suited him better yeah and so she was like i'll go back to work i like work totally yeah, I and think she had another kid, so then she's, <laughs> she's home forever now. <laughs> yeah, like obviously there are like certain reasons why it's more important 
for a female to take maternity leave than a male but yeah i wonder like if there if there's ever going to be a time where our our like our jobs and our benefits support paternal i think it is i think that's also a choice between the parents of what they want to do with that and if you know the dad's okay with being a stay-at-home dad like there's a dad in my building yeah he's a stay-at-home dad i see him all the time and what are your okay like just knowing that that he's a stay-at-home dad do you feel like there is like a a certain kind of like perspective on him being a stay-at-home dad like or do you no, feel like... I feel like his wife earns more. So <laughs> that just happened. And he seems like a very, yeah. like, spirited dad for the son, the yeah. kid. So I don't know. I, it never, like, it didn't, like, rub me the wrong way or anything. It was just like, oh, yeah. me too. It was, I, like, situation. Yeah, I think we need more of that, too, as well. Like, there's not as many stay-at-home dads as there are stay-at-home moms, obviously. No, that's but true. I feel like maybe we're going in that direction. Like, I, know a, I know a few people who are stay-at-home dads yeah well, i don't know the dads i know the moms obviously because i work with them but yeah i feel like i think it needs to be embraced more but obviously they're like like i said right like a baby needs a breast yeah. or if you're breastfeeding of course yeah, but like to yeah be nursed anyways i just thought it was really interesting like that kind of pressure a female feels once they have a child yeah i don't feel it so much these days yeah um and I think I'm just learning to be just with Issa. Yeah. And like, there's no right or wrong way to go about that as well. No. Like, I, she's a little more independent too. So I get a little more time, but it's kind of like yeah. all over the place. But like, okay, I'll tell you something with parents on the playground. It's yeah. mostly moms I see, right? And um, if you get to talking, yeah. they'll ask, like one of the questions is like, oh, are you working right now? Yeah. Is that like the typical questions, small talk questions? Well, it just started recently, like earlier, like it didn't really happen. It didn't happen and, uh, or not as frequent anyways. Yeah. And now it's like every mom I've talked to, like Mm -hmm. during 2020, especially in the fall is like, oh, are you working right now? It's like, no. Are you working right now? She's like, no. (laughs) Like, okay. (laughs) I'm like, well, we get to hang out with our kids 24 seven then. She's like, yeah. So that seems like a question I would never even think of asking. Totally. Yeah. I know it's like it's personal, but I get maybe she's like, "Hey, are you are we in the same boat here?" But I feel like maybe it's just small talk, and they just oh god, yeah, that maybe. is a small it talk is. question. You admit, but well, isn't what do you that do for kind of in, That's like inappropriate, no? To ask, are you working right now? Yeah, I I don't see any offense to it, but I'm not a female, nor am I a yeah. mother, so I don't know. When you know what I used to answer with, it was like I used to be working, but in COVID, <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, and we couldn't, I couldn't go back to work, right? You know, like things like that. But like, I have nothing to prove to these yeah. people now, and it doesn't matter if you are or you're not working. No, like, what does it mean? Like, what? What? You want to go? Come <laughs> at me, brah. Could that be like you know how you're saying you're stressed about it? Could that be your own securities coming through, and that's why you took offense to it? Maybe before I was yeah. like. Because like, oh, I'm only used as one. Yeah, yeah. It's like, it sucks. Yeah. Uh, and obviously you want to be like all these yeah, things too. Totally. Um, I think it, I think it would be, I think it would be not weird, but just like, it would only prove the insecurities if you came up with an occupation for being a stay at home. Like, yeah. I'm, like I'm a house caretaker or a domestic caretaker, <laughs> you know, like there have people have come up with terms to relabel what a stay at home mom Oh, is. really? Yeah. So it's like, it's like, okay, you're just only trying to like, just embrace it. You don't have to like come up with a fancy term for it. And yeah. Have people wonder what that even means. Right? <laughs> yeah. Like a, a home 
operator. Yeah. I'm the CEO of the You family. <laughs> I manage all the day to day. You know what I mean? It's like you don't have to judge up something that doesn't need judging up. Yeah. No, know. that's a that's a good word. Yeah. What was I going to say? Oh, I forget. Oh, it'll come to me if it comes to me. <laughs> but anyway, that's a. This is actually a really interesting topic too because I yeah. don't really talk about it so much. No, and I don't know. I just it was just something that crossed my mind. Like I like I feel like we talked about this before, but just how. Like, you know, with the whole Me Too movement and, and like, also, like, Black Lives Matters and, like, just more, like, focus on, like, BIPOC, like, all yeah. that stuff, right? There's there's really been this focus on, like, how do you equal the playing field for everybody? And I know, like, being a mother or wanting to be a mom, like, you know, it's like females have to sacrifice that, right? Yeah. Like, you can't have a career and be a mom at the same time, unfortunately. You know, it's it's even harder if you're a single mother as yeah. well who's trying to make a living and support your child um it also like stunts your like it's like almost like systemic racism right but it's systemic um sexism because i know for a fact and i've seen this working in a corporation obviously that like females who go on maternity leave they stunt their career development right because yeah while you were on maternity leave for like say a year and a half yes yeah. you were still getting paid your your salary and stuff like that right uh joe blow here yeah. has had a year and a half to develop his career path yeah. and take that next position up that you were slated for because you took maternity leave that's right so if you want to have more than one kid so not only you're set back a year and a half now you're set back three years yeah so it's like visual visualizing that you see how how much of a handicap it's certain like staggered people have. now yeah yeah and oftentimes people who do go on maternity leave when they come back they're not guaranteed that same position that they were originally working in as well so there could be situations where you come back and you're offered a completely different role. Is that illegal? I don't think it's illegal, no. I think it's like, or it could have, I can't, I don't know the specifics of it. It's like, you like, can't leave a position from like, for maternity leave and yeah. then come back and now you are the custodian. No, it wouldn't be like that. I but think like, it'd be to like, be demoted then. Yeah, I don't think it'd be demoted. It would be like a, a parallel move or a lateral move. I think that's mm. what they call it, right? I know, I definitely know I've seen situations where Somebody has come in. Maybe they were just offered, like, do you want to do this different role instead? It'll, it'll, it's a bump up, but it's not the same position you're working before. Like, I know I've seen situations where okay. that has happened. Is what I'm saying. Maybe they've offered it to them. Yeah. I don't. Th- I think by law they have to come back to their the position. same role. Yeah. Same role. Okay. Maybe unless there was like an organizational change. I'm not sure. But anyways. Okay, just, that would be so harsh. It's like I had a baby, but now you work at reception, girl. No, so it wouldn't. It would definitely not be a demotion for sure. It would be a lateral move or high, like or up. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Just, but just I just I thought it was really interesting. That is interesting because yeah. it's like, well, this role isn't for you anymore because Joe yeah. excelled at that role. Totally. Or like, I feel like as a female, you only really progress if you're like a boss bitch already to start with. You know what I mean? So like, you kind of. You are like executive level. Oh you know yeah. What I mean, but if you're just like average, middle of the road. Yeah, worker, I think even with executive, I'm sure someone has to fu- um, like fulfill your duties or yeah. like um, is what's the word when someone takes over like the a, job? A mat cover. Mat cover. Yeah, that's such a simple word. I was gonna say something else, but yeah. But yeah, maternity leave essentially is what yeah. it is. Like when I started my company, I covered a maternity leave, right? So. So then what happened with your situation then? Well, Did fortunately, you... not fortunately, unfortunately for us, I was able to move into a different team. Oh, okay. So I was offered a role in a different place. I had the choice of either staying in my current position and then okay. we just figure out a way to make it work or move into something completely different. Okay. So, so it worked to your benefit yeah, then. Yeah. But 
I wasn't the one who was coming back from maternity leave, so I could have stayed and her job could have changed, right? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, but it's just interesting, like, looking at how the system is set up and how you have to make sacrifices if you want to have a child. Yeah, yeah. that's true. Like, I was just talking to a friend of mine from Hong Kong, yeah. and theirs is only 10 weeks. Yeah, I know it's even, yeah. Yeah, that's nothing. Like, your baby's just, like, figuring it out. Totally, like, yeah, I've heard that. It's... I didn't realize how much, even in the States, they have a lot less time than Canada. Like, I think we have a pretty good maternity leave system in Canada. I think so, too. It was quite surprising to hear that, like, I don't, yeah, I don't know. And then they feel the pressure to go back. Yeah. And it looks bad to the other people if you're not showing up. Totally. And also, you come back, you're on a quarter amount of sleep that you're getting. Yeah. You're exhausted. And you're expected to perform at 100%. Oh, my God. Those poor moms. Yeah. But just... Well, they have help. I think like hired help is pretty cheap over there oh, right i don't know about that for everybody though what and not that's not everybody's situation either right? oh that's true too <laughs> okay well like what if you're just like a factory worker or like you know uh, you can't bring uh, your baby to work <laughs> in your little backpack <laughs> yeah exactly just have them sit in front of the <laughs> conveyor belt <laughs> put it by your feet yeah exactly it's, it's fine she's a baby yeah that's totally safe <laughs> anywho okay okay so, so, so that's that your went- 2021 then what did I say again? You're, uh, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Yeah, living in the moment. Yeah, yes. living in the moment. That's, that's hard. I think we were talking earlier how yeah. your mind will take you to a different track. Definitely. And if you ever find yourself living in the future or living in the past, just realize the future hasn't happened yet and you can't yeah. change anything about the past. So there's no point in living in it. I go from zero to 60 so fast, though. Oh, it's easy for sure. Yeah. Everybody does it. It's, it's crazy. Our minds are trained like that. We jump back and forth, back and forth, but we never stay in the present because... Well, the present is the present, yeah, right? Like, God, I'm here. But remember that time I could have said the joke yeah. differently? It's all survival instincts for us, right? It's like we're, we're in the future because we're trying to avoid any catastrophe. And then we're in the past because we're trying to learn from our mistakes and not let it happen in the future. Yeah. Gosh, <laughs> where am I right now? I'm in 2022. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. But you know what I mean? It's like, yeah, I think that's a very important for everybody to take a lesson to. It's just like live in the moment because... Yeah, like, that's all we have. Yeah, that's right. So how about you? What are you taking into our 2021? Or how are you? Well, I feel like, obviously, it? with COVID and everything, right, 2020 has been a bit of a shit show. And I one thing I noticed in 2020 was that I was listening to a lot of, like, the radio and the news and just listening to wow. everything. Obviously, I was selective about what I was listening to. But even being selective with the news sources, it still focuses on catastrophe and calamities and all that stuff. So yeah. I really, my anxiety levels really started spiking in 2021 when, um, when like obviously the whole like Trump situation was going oh. on and then COVID cases rising and re- the recent re- extension on the restrictions and all that stuff. Plus that new like, strain. Plus a new strain and all that stuff. And I realized like, where is this coming from? Right. And I realized it's because I'm listening to the radio all day <laughs> <laughs> and I, and to switch it up, I'll go from like one radio station to the other. <laughs> you know what I mean? Not realizing that hearing this all day, it gets to you. Like yeah. on CBC Radio 1, for example, the news is every, I think it's every half an hour yeah. on the hour. So every 30 minutes, I'd be hearing the same thing over and over again, you know, yeah. nonstop. And then in everything in between were news programs on all the situations going on in the world. So I'm just like... It's like bombarded yeah. with everything. And it, like, even though I'm not like intentionally listening to it, I'm hearing it still. Yeah, subliminally, it's like yeah. you're soaking it all in. Totally. And the same goes for like KCRW and NPR. It's like they're all reporting the same thing. So it's like a nonstop vicious cycle of hearing the same bad news every 30 minutes. Yeah. So I've decided that 
I'm only going to let myself listen to the news in the morning and then I'll turn it off and just listen to like positive things like listen to like a funny podcast or listen to some like music instead or just not listen to anything at all like really cutting news out of my out of my audio environment okay, this is it's pretty good so yeah. one out of the 24 hours <laughs> and not 13 out oh of yeah the 24 totally hours. exactly and I feel like it has made a difference I mean obviously I think as well just with the holidays like and everything like maybe was a bit sensitive to everything so it was just really getting to me um yeah but yeah hearing like even before like the days like i think the trump and the like the capital uh, washington dc like yeah yeah that all that when that happened like even the days leading up they i feel like the radio was kind of predicting it you know what i mean like and then i think on the day over the day before they had started talking about how now there's like white supremacists and um antifa people like outside the building protesting and that's when i was like oh my god the world is coming to the end <laughs> if people are storming the white house yeah you know what i mean and then when i heard it on that day like i was like oh my god the world's coming <laughs> to an end and then i started thinking like okay if the world goes to shit am i just gonna off myself or like what do i do like okay how do i kill myself you know oh what my I mean? god you're thinking I- <laughs> that that's so crazy that's zero to 60 and then i started going into like which I think we sh- people should still do is like, um, like planning on like situations where like you're no longer to make life decisions on yourself. So you appoint like people to make life decisions for you. Like, like if you're in a coma. If you're in a coma, if you're not in a mental state where you can make decisions like for Britney yourself. Spears. Yeah, sort of. Yeah. So like power of attorneys, for okay, example, yeah. um, advanced, advanced planning essentially. So it's like if I'm brain dead. Like, okay, I went to, okay, I'll just be very honest. Like, I went to the point where it's like, okay, if I jump off my balcony yeah. and I survive, I want somebody to not keep me alive. I want somebody to pull the plug. So I started thinking, okay, who's going to pull the plug for me? Who am I going to appoint? Who do I need to talk to oh for my all gosh. these things? Yeah, so it was like this vicious spiral. I think people should still do that stuff. Like, I think it's important for jump you. Jump off to, buildings? No, jump I'm off. kidding. <laughs> you want them to? No, but no, like. No, but to like think about the future in that aspect. Yeah, exactly. Like, should something happen, you never know. Like, yeah. you want the right people to making the right decisions for you. You know what I mean? And I'm going to say right now, like, if I'm ever a vegetable, I want somebody to pull the plug on me. Is I do not. Anybody. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, it's recorded. It's being published. I want everybody to know, like, kill me if that happens. Because I do not want to be kept alive if I'm in a coma or anything. okay got it noted writing this down exactly but anyways long story short listening to the radio less yeah has been really great for mental health okay yeah that's that's really good i'm really good (laughs) i'm really glad to hear that yeah just like living living in the present moment and like at the end of the day news is sensationalized because obviously it's the news right so being able to recognize that and not let it get to you yeah i think is very helpful um yeah, so yeah. I stopped listening and I stopped watching like serious news. Yeah. So it's like the BBC um, and then what's Al Jazeera. Like I just stopped watching it because yeah. it's just too much. It is too much. And it's like the entire world. Yeah. So what I do for news now, like I'll do it in the morning. I'll listen to a few of like, they do like snippets. So yeah. It's like four minutes of the yeah. BBC, four minutes yeah. of um, NPR, like yeah, yeah, um, yeah. New York Times. And then I'll watch the six o'clock news at night for like the local. Yeah. There's some hard hitting stuff for the <laughs> yeah. most part. It's super late. Totally. Uh, Mi Jung, yeah. Scott Roberts. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's good. McLaughlin on your side. Totally. Talks about ICBC rates. Yeah. Like, that's the kind of news I can digest. Even though it's like hard hitting stuff. Yeah. There's a lot of like light stuff. It's in not there end too. of the world situations. No. Either, right? Like, 
think one of their headline stories at the top of the hour was like this guy who had his lights on for too long. Yeah. And he had a ton of Christmas lights. Yeah. And they caused a crowd and he got ticketed by the <laughs> Burnaby police. Yeah. See, that's like, that's, that's, that's a digestible news story yes. that doesn't make you like want to kill yourself. No. And he's like, <laughs> oh, I do this for the people. And I yeah. put signs up and I don't think that's my responsibility. And totally. then the next day. Lights back on. <laughs> there you go. No fine. Positive story See? right there. Good twist. The, the light at the end of the tunnel. <laughs> <laughs> so like, I, I I totally understand what you mean because yeah. then it, it looks bleak. It, did, and like, it does. And like, Issa's feature is to shit right if, now. If that's all you hear, yeah. and it's all bad news, obviously bad news is good, like it sells. So why wouldn't they report on that stuff? It oh, just, yeah. Of course, that's what people want to hear. You know what I mean? It's like, it's masochistic at the end of the day. Okay, so speaking of bad news, yeah. I've got some bad news. <laughs> okay. For all the BSB fans out there, yeah. Brian Luttrell, he is a Trump supporter. What? Who, who's Brian? Is he the... He's the, like the best singer. Was he like the blonde? The blonde short. Yeah, short, yeah. really cute. Kind of like angular square. Angular square. Yes. Yeah. And he... Whoa. So you are you a fan? <laughs> I know BSB, obviously. Of course. Okay. So anyways, he, he might be. And it's looking like he is a Trump supporter. And he is um, Parler. He's got a Parler account. It's one of those. Oh, like, yeah. The Republican. Apps. Yeah. But that thing got deactivated. It did get deactivated. But prior to like BSB fans were looking at like, I guess, through his <laughs> tweets and stuff. And he had messaged someone about his account on Parler. Yeah. And then Kevin Richardson, which is his cousin, um, had tweeted these articles like, I lost my best friend to, was it QAnon? Yeah. And then he was like, interesting read. And then there was more issues about uh, my friend who's a white supremacist. And he's like, interesting read. And yeah. we're like, oh, is there a connection? <laughs> okay. Like, I think I think there needs to be, I think there needs to be kind of a refresh on Trump supporters in a sense that like, I don't think we should be like, I don't think we're, we're doing ourselves any good just to quickly judge somebody and label them and like scrutinize them just because they're a Trump supporter. You know what I mean? I think there needs to be like, um, yeah, because like, I don't want to cancel Brian Luttrell right now. Well, I'm not saying like cancel him, but I'm just like, unless they've actually done something actually negative that impedes on like, you know, the white supremacy issues, the, um, all that stuff. You know what I mean? It's okay. like, like, I think he's free to vote yeah, for he whoever is. he wants. In he, a sense, he really you know is. I mean? Yeah. So I don't know. I feel like there needs to be kind of a refresh on understanding why you dislike something and we're, like where are the receipts for it you know what i mean so like brian Littrell is a trump supporter what has he done to show that he's one of those extremists parlor parlor's just that nap for republicans but it got um, I, it got deactivated for sure because, because of all that activity yeah but was he was he built was he doing that activity yeah he? he started the whole thing at the capitol just kidding <laughs> i was like what <laughs> Just kidding. I actually believe. I know because I had like a serious look on my face, and I could feel my ears get really hot. I am terrible. I, I can probably go through the lie, but it's like the aftermath. You'll see it all over my body. Yeah, no, I don't know any more than that. He wanted to like sing at his inauguration. Yeah, uh, like four years ago. That's it, though. Yeah, I that's mean, why like, I said he might be. I didn't say like for sure, for sure. Yeah, but even if he is, like, hey, if you like the guy, cool, but don't give him money to support his his antics. Okay, yeah. But yeah. Anyways, that's 
you know, don't go breaking my heart. No, yeah. that's not their side. <laughs> I'll never break your heart. That's what he said. So I trust him. He won't break this heart. Got it. Okay. okay. Well, that's that's kind of like the the gems are going into 2020, 2020, <laughs> yeah. 2020, 2021. What is it? 2020, 2021. 2020, 20, 20 version 1.5. <laughs> yeah. Okay, whatever. <laughs> 2020, 20, Okay, cool. Well, that's enough bad news, I think. I think we should focus on some good news. Okay, what's some good news? Bring in some good news. Yeah, so I think you and I both discovered a really cool article that was posted through CBC as well as another blog called, um, what was it called again? Something good. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, uh, reasons to be cheerful. Reasons to be cheerful, exactly. So this article was posted on both uh, websites and it was a uh, research that was done like a little guinea pig research done um in Vancouver. Say, like representation the research chair is this gentleman i can't say his name oh jia ying zhao yes so we'll call him jay-z <laughs> <laughs> jay-z actually jay-z canadian, yeah, canadian. So. jay-z, JZ. JZ. yeah not to be confused with the rapper known as Jay Z. Oh, Beyonce's. there will not be any confusion, <laughs> but just in case. For our listeners, Jay Z. Jay Z. All right. So, um, do you want to talk a bit about it, or do you want me to go, go over like the brief synopsis of what it was? Uh, well, I'll just I'll, I can start with that. Yeah. So they gave homeless people five thousand eight hundred dollars. That's and, so five fifteen hundred. Oh, that's, US. so that was U.S. Sorry, yes. and then it was uh, seven thousand five hundred Canadian. Canadian. Yes. And um, it changed their lives. Yeah, surprise, exactly. surprise. So with, as you know, we've talked about it many times before in our in our previous episodes about the homeless situation in Vancouver. Yeah. And what is a proper way to solve it? So this is a proposal on how we could possibly solve for the homeless situation in Vancouver. And it proved successful. Yes. Do you want to go on about it? Yeah. So they also did this in... San Francisco as well. At the same time or after? Uh, just a different time. Oh, I think it. it was afterwards. Okay. And um, same results. Yes. So it's like you give them responsibility. Mm-hmm. They feel dignified. Yeah. And they prove to you that they can manage money yeah. and are human beings. Um, so reasons to be cheerful, it focuses on um, one gentleman yeah. who is just down on his leg. His name is Ray. Ray. Um, just like a series of bad incidents and then he found himself like homeless. Yeah. So he was, he was actually working in a warehouse, um, for 37 years. Yes. He got injured. Yep. And then he was laid off. Um, his employer didn't pay him the wages. He looked to get rehabilitation and then never worked. Unfortunately, he is indigenous and was part of the whole, um, uh, what do you call it? Like the 60 scoop essentially is when yeah. they started kidnapping all the indigenous children. Um, so he, uh, his high school wasn't high. His high school grades weren't high enough for him to qualify for retraining um, in his role. So essentially he lost all his money and he couldn't get back on his feet. And they said that within a month, Ray found his own, um, sorry. And when he didn't meet the bureaucratic hurdles of employment insurance, the government cut his payments Suddenly, Ray couldn't make rent. Yeah. Um, I also, uh, I also want to add as well, just kind of tackling on, tacking onto that, the seventy five hundred dollars they gave these people 
Um, so there was a there there was like a context that needs to be clarified is that okay. these participants were recruited from local shelters and they were also screened to ensure they were recently homeless and functional in their daily lives to reduce the risk of potential harm that funds might bring if they drove people deeper into addiction. So essentially, they made sure they didn't have addictions. They yeah. made sure that they were like mentally healthy. So there is like a bit of a, a criteria a criteria involved to ensure success. Yeah. So it doesn't really take into consideration all the homeless people in Vancouver do, who do have mental health issues or addiction issues. And to also keep in mind, like, when remember when I did that town hall, that woman was like, this is what happens when you do drugs, yeah. you're homeless. But this is not a situation where he was on drugs. Totally. Yeah, so JZ, um, who works for the Foundations for Social Change, oh, sorry, not JZ, sorry, Claire Williams, who is the co-founder of this thing called Foundations for Social Change, said, which proves to your point, she yeah. says, we inherently do not trust people living in poverty. If you think of something like income assistance, welfare, even employment insurance, we make the burden of proof so high for people to access these benefits because we fundamentally assume that people are trying to cheat the system. So that's why as well. Like, and, and to your case in point, yeah. when you were at the town hall, that lady kind of saying it how it was in a sense. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so we'll share these articles too. Yeah. But one thing, I don't know what you're going to say. But you go like, ahead first. Over the course yeah. of the year, yes, they revisit them and what if they have in the bank account? Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, like they've um, got a savings, like yeah, thousand exactly. bucks or something. Over some of them have over a thousand dollars in their yeah. their bank accounts. So in order to track how um, this this, so they had one control group, right, which yeah. didn't have any, I think, assistance whatsoever. So they just had like, I think Here's they just the money. Mon- yeah, so there's one group that had the $7,500, and yep. there was another group who didn't get anything, and they kind of monitored how I think. I think that's what the control group, like, that's what the control group was, is like one group didn't get anything, one group did. Okay. Um. So every three months, the recipients completed questionnaires and interviews about their spending and experiences. The data was then compared with the, with the control group. So that's what I mean, like they compared to see, okay, does the $7,500 really work versus somebody who didn't get $7,500 and is in the same situation? Um. Some little key things to note going off of what you said was, um, so of the people who did receive that money, half of the cash recipients moved into stable housing one month after they received the money compared to 25% of the social, of the control group. So, okay. so half, I guess 50% more of, you know, there was a half of half, I guess, in a sense, you know yeah. what I mean? Um, Almost 70% of them were food secure within one month. So already in a month, half of that group that received the money found housing and they were food secure. 70% of that half was food secure in one month. Um, do you want me to just continue going yeah, on? Yeah, just keep, yeah. yeah, and I'll just jump in. Cool. Um, so another fact, another discovery was that when they were given that money, they spent most of the money on the essentials, food, shelter, bills. On average, the cash recipients spent a total of three fewer months in a shelter than those in the control group whose days spent homeless increased. Really interesting. Which makes sense. You know, they don't have the money, so they can't afford to live. Yeah. Um, after one year, like you said, cash recipients reduced their spending on alcohol, drugs, and cigarettes by an average of almost 40%, challenging the quote-unquote, the widespread misperception that people in poverty will misuse cash funds. Um, the report stated, um, that's what the report stated, at the end of the year-long study, participants had an average of $1,000 still left in the bank. 
I think that's really great. Like, yeah, it's so positive. And it just goes to it goes to prove the fact that like, the funds won't get misused if you give a responsible homeless person who really wants to get back on their feet yeah. a chance. Who just down her luck like Ray. Yeah. If you give it to someone who's like cracked out. Yeah. Then, it makes sense. On. And I think that's why we need that filtering process because you don't want them to dig themselves deeper into addiction. Um, just want to continue going on listing up some no- more facts um, and how this benefits the country and the government that actually enacts this for those who actually do put an effort in. So they say... Because this is all from um, that website. Yep. Um, because of the reduced nights spent in emergency shelters, each cash recipient saved the government roughly $8,000 over the course of the year. Less the cost of the cash transfer, each cash recipient produced a net savings of more than $600 and were substantially further along the path of pulling themselves out of poverty, experienced a much more balanced life than they might have in the shelter system. I think that's great. You yeah. know, I, like I get, okay, so... This is a small example, though. (laughs) Exactly. And it's easy to monitor just that small group. Totally. Um, I'm trying to find the article where they did it in San Francisco, but they gave $1,000 USD. But did it prove successful? It did prove successful. But again, it was a very small group. Yeah. So. Like, multiply that by, like, the many homeless people. How does that, what did the, what did the numbers really say in that situation is what I'm curious about, you know what I mean? Because if we look at, if we look at what that article says, it says, okay, say, like, of these many people, only half of them found stable housing, and yeah. then seventy percent of that half were food secure. So, what about the other half? Like, what about? I guess we're not trying to focus on the negative part of it. Per but se, also, but... you have to question: Was there enough housing for those people? Yeah, that's true. I mean, in Ray's situation, they had gone in to say that he didn't actually get like an apartment or whatever. No, he got that single room occupancy. Yeah, so, yeah, so it's not like the best living conditions for sure. And no. you are still surrounded by all those homeless but that... situations. But yes, so say it wasn't ray yeah and because you had to be six months clean yeah and in that six months you move into a single that could have been that other 50 percent. yeah they moved in there now they're surrounded by these people and totally. they get back into yeah um their addiction yeah so do you are you are wondering like what are you what are you saying i'm saying like ray oh, uh, i'm saying it feels clear that it's 50 percent yes the only um, residence, residence you can find and afford yeah. is going to be back in a situation where yeah. you are going to be confronted with other totally. people addiction, then you're already going to struggle. Like Ray's in a good position, 15 yeah. years clean, yeah. maybe in a good position, I don't know, better situation. And a good head on the shoulder too. Yeah, can think with a focus. Yeah. Like if you're six months out, yeah. it, I feel like it could be easier. Totally. So then I feel like those people with those money... That money should be in a different, like, housing group. Yeah. You shouldn't be... It's not apples to apples in a sense, no. what you're saying. Yeah. I agree, definitely. And I think, I think well, yeah, it's it's great to see that this, this, there yeah. are some really positive benefits to this, not only for the individual and the homeless, but also for the government as well. Well, his story is great, too. Like, he didn't yeah. get to finish. Like, Ray went to go get his certificate. Yeah. He, like, he's back on his feet. Yeah. He was able to... The money that he got allowed him to re-educate, like get training, education, yeah. and everything is what yeah. they're saying. Yeah, he got the so. time to get the student loan. Yeah. like, And now he has a job and he's working in like outreach programs as well to teach other people yeah, about so how to do this. Yeah, so now he's giving back. Yeah. Like Ray is like the top story. And I just saw that Vox also covered that story. Oh, they and did? featured Ray. Oh, that's great. I mean, yeah. Vancouver does have a serious homeless situation and it's nice that... Like, you know, like I know before we were talking about like, what do we do in those situations? Like, yeah. there's, like I think we were talking about like when... The elections were going on we were talking about this i don't know what we can do to solve it but i feel like 
there is stuff going on and this is a really good example of how it's working yeah you know and how there could be a good solve for it um i know we're hope we're opening a lot more um like low-income housing for people who are still living in the streets or living in the parks yeah yeah i don't know i mean is it is it the is it the band-aid solve for everything probably not no but, but for a select few yeah and if they have like this criteria and yeah people like um ray who just had a series of bad luck yeah they don't fall under that category of, totally like, maybe a addiction yeah it, i think it's a really it's a really good positive perspective on how this can really work for those who aren't yeah suffering like or you know in the situation um he did say a really good quote he said when people look at us as homeless they think immediately that it has to do with drugs and alcohol it's not it's all kinds of different avenues and i know i'm guilty of just assuming that when i see a homeless person on the street it's drugs it's mental illness it's you know those are the two things right that you think of when you yeah. see them um but reality is there are people like around the street who aren't they just had a series of unfortunate events that have unfortunately put them in the situation they're in. So I can't find this right now, but what did it say about how much it would save the government? $8,000 a year. Per person? Per person, yes. And how much are they spending? Does it say how much they're spending now? Um, it does not say. Because like the the money... Wait, how much they like the homeless people are spending? Yeah, like how much are they... No, not the homeless people. Like, how much is the government spending overall, like, oh. to house them, to deal with the Strathcona account? I guess I don't, like, I haven't seen any I don't think they break like it down that. in those kinds of numbers, I think. Because they, they bought those hotels. They bought those, like, dingy hotels yeah. from those brown guys. <laughs> this is probably not totally no. appropriate, but you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, the one on downtown Eastside. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then now they're putting washrooms and showers mm-hmm. in Strathcona Park. Do you yeah. hear about that? They're also starting to move people A warming out. tent. They're also moving people out of Strathcona Park as well into, like single room occupancies and um low-income housing that's becoming available i just heard on the news today um but yeah so just to kind of go over oh, yeah. said each just based on the renew- reduced nights spent in those kinds of places that you're talking about yeah. it saved the government eight thousand dollars and also frees up room for somebody else to be able to go in there as well so there 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 is like a ripple effect to all these positive changes that yeah. are happening you know what i mean and one success story can lead to two success stories to three. You know, it's yeah. like a pyramid effect. So it's I, it's really, I'm trying not to focus on like the negative side of it, like what they did and tell us and just focus on the positive side yeah. and say like, this is a good way to kind of show that it can work if you give people a proper head start. Yeah. And if you believe in them. Yeah, exactly. Um, I don't know. I found that, I found that it's the news that we needed. Yeah. It's not what we wanted, but we needed, you know what I mean? Um, um, so the uh, Foundation for Social Change, FSC, is currently fundraising to increase the number of cash recipients to 200 in its next phase and open it to any person experiencing homelessness that wants to get back on track. That's great. Yeah, that's really positive. The New Leaf Project. We'll share that on um, our Instagram. Do yeah. they have an Instagram? We should be following them. I think we should. Um, they do not. Oh, well... Maybe you can be the social media manager for them. Oh, great. They have a Facebook <laughs> one. <laughs> oh, God. I don't have to go back on Facebook. Uh, yeah. No, thank you. Is there anything else you wanted to add to that or anything uh, just that, that I, any nuggets that I missed? No, you covered them all. I was trying to find the San Francisco one to see mm. if it parallels what the parallel is, but uh, are, but I don't see. Maybe we can talk about it on our next episode as like a follow-up. Yeah. But that's good news, though. Yeah, I agree. I liked I liked reading that. It was just it was really uplifting. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, especially and, I like hearing 
there's a face to the yeah the study it's nice to read that i haven't read the cbc one yet unfortunately i've only read obviously that one from the blogs pretty much the same it mirrors the same so yeah i feel like i don't know yeah i think that's our feel good yeah we don't need to go down a rabbit hole of death yeah i agree but i will pull the plug for you (laughs) thank you very much i'll add you to my list of people (laughs) it's quite it's quite complex but if you ever want to learn about it um you can obviously it's called incapacity planning and you can actually there's a bunch of forms that you fill out where you fill like who you want in this situation if you're like if you're awake but you're not mentally like if you're not mentally prepared to not men- mentally help you're like your mental health is not strong enough to make these proper decisions okay. there's ones where you can appoint somebody to manage like all your financials there's ones where you could let them manage your medications or your treatment plans but not whether or not you live or die like so this is on the government of bc's website yeah the government of bc's website i mean i'm not saying that everybody should do that but there's a lot of things that you could that you can look into otherwise if you don't if you don't set these things up then the doctor makes those decisions for you. Like, they choose the people to make those decisions for you, so... Whoa, did you go down a rabbit hole? (laughs) Yes, I told you! (laughs) That's crazy, but yeah, that's good knowledge. Yeah. It's actually, it is smart planning, too. Totally. Especially, like, you know, we have Issa. Yeah. Um, You know, she's... It's not even just this coma situation. (laughs) Totally. But like, yeah, if we pass away or whatever, you know. Yeah, I mean, we're not... We need to put a will together. We're young, but we're not that young anymore. So we are not young. And And you're not a girl. (laughs) And you you never know what's going to happen the next day. No, it's true. Like, I just want to make sure that... Yeah. Listen, yeah. Dying is a weird thing. People don't really like to talk about it, but I feel like we need to make it more of a normal thing because it happens. And yeah. people die. I don't want to be buried. I want to be cremated. Same. I want my. I also want my organs to be donated as well. Oh yeah, like, I am an organ donor. Yeah, I gotta sign up for that as well. So yeah, give life. All those things that I've been thinking about. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it. I think it's important for people to think about their their afterlife plans and like also like what impacts you're gonna have when you die on others. You know what I mean? Like, if you are a vegetable, do you really want to put that burn on somebody else? No, nah, no. Yeah, I do not. It's just some things to think about, as grim as it is and as morbid as it is. Yeah, it would just be a comedy podcast, but <laughs> I'm death, laughing. Death be funny. <laughs> Hilarious. Death Becomes Her. Now, yeah. that's a funny movie. That's You're a right. really good one. That's a good movie. Okay, well, I feel like, you know, we. I think we covered some pretty good things. We talked yeah. about the holidays. We went to 2021, what we're going into. Yeah. Um, we talked about some uplifting news. Um, do you want to kind of finish it off? I have a couple questions I want to ask you. Let's just... Okay, let's go do the questions. Some things that came up for me that I was like, I feel like I should ask people this more often. Um, five, in, six. In the situation that we're in... <laughs> I'm really five, six. Yeah. In the situation we're in right now, it's been I've been really thinking about what wealth, what wealth and success and happiness means to me. Yeah. Um, so how do you define that going to 2021 or just, you know, from where you've come to where you are now? What is wealth for you? Um... It's not monetary for sure. Yeah. And I think wealth is time. Yeah. I think you um, had said this in a podcast with Abby. Yeah. Um, Like it's health. Yeah. Wealth is the new health is the new wealth. Health is the new wealth. Yes. Um, So I think that's, that's what's important to me. And um, time is something you can't get back and nursing it 
again, I'll mention Issa. I saw photos of her in the past <laughs> up until now. Yeah. And we're never going to have that ever no, again. You spent it in a yeah, sense. Yeah, we spent. It's yeah. done. Yeah. And I get these moments. Yeah. So I'm just going to be here. So yeah. I think that's my wealth. Yeah. It's time and health. That's a great answer. And my question to you as well, and also to our listeners, think about this is, how are you defining like success Success and the fact that you like, is success obviously not, it's not monetary. So how does that look for you? I think it is. Do you feel really successful? good questions. Um, yeah, I do. I used to think success was like what I'm going to drive, yeah. where I'm traveling to, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. what I'm wearing, right? Yes. Um, but I don't think that's how I feel anymore. No. So some nights, this is a little personal. Some nights I'm so excited about the next day, I can't <laughs> sleep. Like I am stoked about the next that day. That sounds like you're living a successful life. I then. think that you just said that right now. And that yeah. made me think of like, my nights of being so excited, <laughs> like sending I can't, I'm just so excited. Yeah. And I can't tell you for what exactly. Yeah. It's just, there's so many cool things that happen in the day. I'm going to start crying because it's just so <laughs> exciting. Uh, it just, and I don't think I've had that feeling. I, yeah. You know, I stay up sometimes of dread. Yeah. Dread. That'll keep me up all night. Now yeah. what keeps me up all night is like the possibilities for tomorrow. <laughs> I can't yeah. wait for it. Yeah. Um. So I think that's, like my definition of success and do you feel you've achieved success um i think it's like an ongoing thing success yeah. but maybe not cheese success. but do you feel like you're rich and you're rich oh yeah I, I, do you I, feel like you're wealthy in a sense in that sense yeah i don't feel like i need anything more maybe a second bedroom but yeah. like, <laughs> um i don't but even then i don't feel like i need things yeah like you've kind of you've made it in a sense right like yeah i guess in that way yeah like monetary like um, material stuff i think they don't have the same weight as they used to for sure definitely how about for you then because you're grinding you're doing your nine to fiver yeah the kitchen in the living room like you're like are you at the level of success and how does wealth look for you then totally yeah so that has been on my mind like for quite some time now and it's only like I feel like I've always been trying to redefine what wealth and success means for myself and what happiness means and yeah you know um I've just been constantly struggling with what I want it to be versus what I feel it is mm. does that make sense yeah so um yesterday I was listening to this watching listen to this uh, interview with Kelly Catrone okay yeah uh, fashion PR boss bitch yeah, like her something people yeah people's revolution people's revolution yeah so yes. i don't know if you watch the hills if you watch the city she was like the cruella de vil in like tough love like tell yeah. like it is and i really admired her so i just really appreciate her approach but anyways her thing was like defining what wealth is and wealth isn't money right yeah wealth is like wealth can be attained in multiple different ways and it doesn't have to be with like what you own and what you have but also like who you are and how you're feeling you know what I mean so I it just it just really made me think about where I am in my life and whether or not like I'm being really appreciative of where I've gone to where I am today and to answer your question of what is wealth I think wealth for me is freedom mm. um freedom and also being comfortable and secure okay you know what I mean yeah. so for me it's like I don't have to worry about paying rent 
you know, that's, that's, I feel like I'm extremely wealthy for that. I have a job still. Yeah. Like I'm wealthy in that sense. Um, I have family, you know, like I have a support system. Like it just really made me think about what I'm actually placing value in versus money. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's like an inventory. So here, yeah. friends, family, exactly. support, home. So defining myself as wealthy isn't having like a billion dollars in the bank account. You know what I mean? Like money is just a concept, right? Yeah. But it's what 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 you built for yourself that really shows how wealthy you are. You know what I mean? And wealth isn't like you said, material things. It doesn't only it only takes you so far. And it's all a facade. Yeah. But it doesn't show who you are inside. You know what I mean? So I think I think for me, like I feel very wealthy. Yeah. Um, and I'm constantly trying to remind myself that money isn't equivalent to wealth you know what i mean yeah and you got to really invest your wealth in things that improve your quality of life so health obviously is the most important thing yeah um and also being nice to other people yeah (laughs) you know what i mean because that wealth also and how you spend it has an impact on those around you as well so here's the equation too it's like the more love you give the more you have yeah totally and i truly believe and like it's hard obviously to be nice to people all the time i mean it's just inhuman in us to to invite conflict and toxicity at times you know what i mean but it's like just remind yourself that it's easier to be nice than to be mean you know what i mean so it only improves your quality of life with a simple smile totally you know what i mean so yeah and in terms of success like i think wealth and success are the definition of like happiness really right so what does success mean it means that you can like wake up and you know, live your day without worrying about the next calamity that's going to happen in your life. I don't think I've gone there yet, but yeah. I feel like success is a never-ending goalpost that you're always going to try to achieve. You know I guess, what I mean? I guess it changes too, because success, it could be that job you wanted. You yeah. Know, you feel successful, but then you don't really. No, exactly. And it's like, it's like, it's funny thing I saw today at my work is like, somebody was like, oh, here, sign this e-card. It's somebody's seven-year anniversary, work anniversary, right? And then somebody wrote on there, congrats on your seven-year anniversary. You get another work day. <laughs> and it's like, that's true. It's like- Here's your gift. Fuck that. You know what I mean? It's like, that's, career does not, should not be the defin- definitive um, answer to your success and your wealth, is what yeah, I'm saying. So- I just had to look it up. It's yeah. like, what is success like in the dictionary? Yeah. Um, and it's just the accomplishment of an aim or purpose. Yeah, exactly. So if, if your purpose is to be, you know, comfortable and happy, yeah. you're successful. Exactly. So, but I think society and obviously social media stuff kind of fucks with that perception because you, you, it makes, social media makes you compare yourself to other people, especially those people that you follow like on Instagram or like you see online, you know, like you see the Kylie Jenner's, the yada, 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 this beautiful person, that rich person, you know, this person with this brand new car, this person traveling there. It's like social media can be very toxic. And if you can't distinguish between your own personal values and what the values are that society is telling you to do, it can ruin your happiness quite quickly. So anyways, I just wanted to see what your thoughts were on what wealth is yeah. do you feel successful do you feel like you made it is this what you kind of like yeah i don't, is the, I don't know is the jesselyn at 12 able to see that she this is oh no jesselyn at 12 was like gonna be with some backstreet <laughs> yeah but you know what i mean it's like the trump supporter <laughs> if, if you told it 12 year old jesselyn that like hey so 
at, at 31. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes. You know, you're going to have, you're going to have like, you're going to have a family. You're going to have a beautiful daughter. You're going to, you're going to be so excited. To wake up. Yeah, to wake for up. For the next day. Because you're yeah. so excited for what's going on. Like, would you have had the same vision? No. You know what I mean? Definitely not. Yeah. For sure. And if, if I think about, I've always wanted an elevator in my house, yeah. but I have an elevator that I share <laughs> with everyone yeah. in my apartment I mean, it, you kind of made it happen. Yeah, kind of, yeah. <laughs> sort of, but yeah, no. And there's a pool in my building, so yeah. in those, there's the parallel. But no, totally. Jocelyn at 12 had different dreams. Yeah. And I think like society doesn't teach kids what success and happiness means and what wealth means. And I think it's very important for children to learn that money and careers, while are important, to function in society are not the definition of what wealth, success, and happiness is. It's so true. Okay, I just saw an article and I saved it. It was how like how dance and art is just as important as math and reading and writing. But society, especially in Asian cultures, shits on that so much. Oh no, you cannot dance. You you can't can't make a living. (laughs) Yeah, uh, Doing doing a dance is not going to feed you your dinner. You know what I mean? Like there's these all these negative pressures. Yeah, exactly. But I think we're getting there, but I just want to say that, like, yeah, we we grew These up. These are very good questions, <laughs> and I hope um, everyone listening, they're asking yeah. themselves this. That's what I want to do, is I kind of want to spark those ideas, is, like, really define what happiness and success means to you. Like, step outside of the material goods. If all the material goods in the world were all the same, and then, they had no value, then what is, what is that goalpost that you're going after? What is that aim that you're going after? So, you know I, mean? I know a few people... One in particular that she um, she'll be selling her house to downgrade so they can have a more enriched life yes. of experiences, mm-hmm. um, and I think that's that's great. Yeah, definitely. Uh, my example, obviously, um, is not wanting to buy a place. <laughs> you don't want to buy a place. The market's really good for apartments, though, right now. But why? Like if. My rent is good. I don't yeah. have to stress about the main about maintaining my place. That's true. Why do I want to all of a sudden dig myself into a big gigantic mortgage hole? Yeah, and then worry about my maintenance fees, my yeah. the upkeep of my apartment, renovating my apartment. It's like for me, like that does not improve my quality of life. That only no. ruins my quality of no, life. It adds the stress. <laughs> yeah, like I see people, yourself included, who go through owning a place and they have to renovate it and how stressful that is oh, it's very stressful. the maintenance and all that stuff you know what I mean? it's like i'd rather live the next i don't know 40 years of my life 50 years of my life not having to worry about that and having the freedom to move when i want to move yeah that sounds really nice actually <laughs> i don't have to worry about stuff like that you know what i mean and i think that's are you tied to a lease here like no, you have, no i'm month you, to month now you're, wow well i pay i i give her i give him six paychecks like every six months yeah but, but you could give him a month's I could notice peace out, yeah and, Good for you. Not saying that I will. Like, I love living where I am and the rent is really good, but I'm just saying that, like... The possibility. You're not tied Yeah, and my mom is so, like, shocked by the fact that I don't want to buy a place, but it's like... like, I've weighed the pros and the cons, and the pros outweigh the cons. Okay. Yeah. You know, if that's happy... Yeah. Happiness to you, then fuck, good for you. But, like, why... Like, yeah, like, why should I... Like, I I guess I'm non-conformist in that way. It's like, I don't want to do what society thinks I should do. Yeah, no, I get you. Society tells you to be straight have a job that you hate get yeah. married have a kid okay you buy a house you know what i mean none of those, <laughs> I've things. Done none of those things so yeah maybe i'm a failure to society but i'm quite happy with my life right now so 
Well, that's more. <laughs> uh, that's more on you. Good for you. Yeah, exactly. I have an amazing niece. Yeah. You know what I mean? And she's my bestie. And yeah, you're yeah, her bestie like, too. I don't know. It's like, I don't need to have a kid because I got kids around me. <laughs> yeah. And uh, you still will be hanging out with you more. Yeah. There you go. So, because mama needs her happy hour. Ain't that the truth? Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. So, let's end this with some fun things or recommendations <clears throat> that have, that we discovered since our okay. last episode. You want to go first? Um, yes. Okay. Actually, you go first. Okay. I have one more to add. Okay, cool. So I, I think one thing that I recently, two things that I recently discovered were both um, uh, videos or movies. So one movie that I watched that I really enjoyed. I'm really into like really slow paced, slow place, slow paced slice of life type movies. Um, so there's this movie called Nomadland. It's with Frances McDormand, who I like. Okay, I, I yeah. think she's a really great actor. Um, but this movie was actually directed by a, an Asian director named Chloe Zhao. Um, and this movie is about essentially the nomads that live in like middle America. So nomads, essentially, they don't have a home. They live in their van and they just travel around the U.S. taking jobs here and there, odd jobs here and there. But they live like in a camper van and okay, they just like just travel. Around. Yeah, they just travel. So Frances McDormand obviously plays a fictional character. But majority of the actors on there were actually nomads in America who are just like portraying a version of themselves in this movie. Oh, crazy. Is it based on as like a true story or anything? Um, I mean, there's characters, the characters that are on there are real people. But playing fictional characters. They're not playing fictional characters. Oh, they're actually, okay, got it. They're playing themselves, but they're playing themselves in a movie. Does that make sense? Okay, got it, yes. Yeah. So there's, it gives you a good... It, it gives you a uh, kind of like a uh, a look into a voyeuristic look into what it's like to live as a nomad and why they're choosing this life really really good um kind of really touching and kind of not heartbreaking per se but just hearing the various life stories of why people chose what they chose chose the lifestyle they chose it's it was really nice i really enjoyed it uh where can you watch this where did you watch um, it it was streaming i don't know if it still is but I highly recommend it. Um, just look for it. I'm sure you can stream it right now. Okay. It just recently was released. And the second thing that I want to recommend is this YouTube channel called React Thing, R-E-A-C-T-H-I-N-G. And there's this one specific series that they do called um, Eating with Grandma. So it's like, it's this uh, granddaughter and grandma in Korea. And they eat uh, like different types of foods and the grandma reacts to it and sees whether or not she <laughs> likes it or not. She's never traveled outside of Korea and she hasn't really been exposed to much food. So it's like grandma's eating Southern barbecue, grandma's eating Mexican food, grandma's eating Taco Bell, and you just see how much she loves it. And it's it's so like touching and it makes me miss my grandma so much. Oh. And it just, it's, she's such like a... A react thing. React thing, yeah. Okay, yeah. She's such a cutie and I love her so much. And I was like, I wish... It just makes me miss my grandma because I feel like that's the kind of relationship I would have with my grandma. Like I would take her to eat all these crazy foods and joke around with her and just shoot the shit with her. Okay, I'm going to watch it. I love grandmas. I'll probably cry. Yeah. (laughs) I'm always crying. Okay, so those are my two sweets. Those are good sweets. I'm going to look at a React thing. You said YouTube. Got it. Yes. Um, So what are your sweets? Or recommendations or whatever. Actually, because I'm on YouTube. Yeah. Actually, no, like, I'll just go with my real ones. Okay, so um, Queen's Gambit. Yes, Netflix. So good. And it's so good and it doesn't need like 
sex or like all these other like violence yeah. to be so good like the writing's great yeah. the character development is amazing uh just though in storyline um you don't even have to love chess to yeah. like this this series right it's so good i know a lot of people that have been really into it as well and it's been it, a lot of people have been talking about it as well yeah when it first came out so like around christmas time yeah like chess games just were <laughs> just sold out yeah you couldn't get sure. it anywhere like amazon didn't have it like it was it was nowhere to be found right um but yeah worth it it's not like a fad it's like a really good show okay i'll check it out for sure um and she's like she's got a very interesting look alien almost look yeah but it. like yeah. very pretty alien yeah, exactly like her eyes are super wide apart but like she's very pretty yeah there's, i'm there's... very mesmerized by her i know what you mean yeah it's yeah. like it's like a unique niche look that you wouldn't yeah really... but she's she's like not she's not ugly yeah no and it's yes alien anyways you know what i mean yeah very pretty <laughs> i'm taken by her um and then my other recommendation is local it's a um, restaurant no oh. this is no not that <laughs> restaurant it's just like a place to get drunk at if you're at the beach and you run out of booze and you're like yeah. oh god I'll line up to or this d- place. Douchey frat boys. <laughs> yeah, local. Anyways, <laughs> not my recommendation, let's be clear. It's a, a local one. Oh, got it. For the lower mainland. Got it. Um, it's in Richmond. It's called Terra Nova uh, Park. So they have trails and um, this really cool playground. Is it like you have to pay to get in? No, no, it's free. I think it's uh, like it's a city park. Oh, nice. But they have a, like a really crazy slide. Like we went there and it's... It's ginormous. I'll show you a picture later. Maybe I'll even post it. Yeah. But um, as an adult, it's hard to climb in because yeah. it's like a so tree house. But the slide itself is super, super long yeah. and it's dark and it goes fast. Oh my gosh. So you went down it. I went down it because Issa <laughs> went first and then I went down it. And I don't know if it was just my coat or the weight of me, yeah. but like you I, yeah, and I, I had to run <laughs> at the end of it because I couldn't get my feet. I couldn't get my landing. Was it that? That German guy that you talked to that designed it? (laughs) Let me call Axel and then see if he's like, hey, is this your park? Totally. Yeah, no, you want to talk about the White Rock one again? Okay. So yeah, that was not that good. You should take some tips from this guy. So it's super fun, Terra Nova. Oh, fun. It's outdoorsy. There's a lot of things to see and climb and do. But then trails, if you don't have any kids and it's weird if you want to play in the playground, yeah. there's like trails around there as well. Like forest trails? Um, It's more like it runs around, it runs along the water. Oh, okay. And I think you can go further because um, there's an area that was gated. Yeah. So I think you can just go walk down there. Oh, nice. I like that. So go check it out. A little waterside walkway. Yeah. While your kid shoots down a slide. <laughs> <laughs> and, and the mom is like running after. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Love it. Yeah. So I guess that's, um, is that episode... 46? 46 i think so. we have no sours i don't think we have any i think we're just gonna get rid of the sours for now until things are more well stable. i had a sour okay let's hear it well i got these new earrings <laughs> i was looking at them i like them. these these are the second ones the okay. replacement ones i got like gold earrings and um the first day i wore them i lost one of them <laughs> so i'm like i'm not gonna spend that much money they're like over 100 bucks or whatever but still from where from blue ruby okay and then I just got these cheaper ones and they were on sale. Yeah. So, and they're only like gold plated. It's like <laughs> sterling silver underneath, but like still. Yeah. If I lose these, I won't be feel sad. So that's I'll your sour? I'll just look like a... 
pirate. So my sour <laughs> is that it broke and I went, or like I lost it. Yeah. And it was just like regular wear. I was being abusive yeah. with these earrings. You lost it in the slide, right? <laughs> it was so and fast. I was swimming. <laughs> it was so fast that your earrings vaporized. <laughs> and I walked out and I was like, what the? And we couldn't find it. Was it was just gold dust in the air. <laughs> it's like glitter on my face. Yeah. Um, Anyways. No, they didn't do anything. I was like, it could have been a faulty class. And they're like, do you want us to go through your file to see which one it was? I was like, no, I'm not in your system. And I don't want that class ever again. But what were you hoping? Because you, you you lost the I earring. did lose it. I thought maybe <laughs> they could do something. So my sour is losing it. And then no one gave a shit. <laughs> at Blue Ruby. Well, that is a return kind of or policy situation. What if somebody, say you're on Skype, somebody yeah. came and it's like, hey, I lost my right shoe. It just flew <laughs> off and I don't know where it went. No, that's ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> The earring is a situation <laughs> where you can't lose... Well, you can lose it easily <laughs> if it had a faulty class. <laughs> so anyways, it's a falter. You're like, listen, I was on a slide. Fault. It went really fast. <laughs> maybe it flew off. Maybe it vaporized. Can I get another earring? <laughs> yeah, you need to replace that one because I can't look like a pirate. <laughs> maybe you can put in your nose. <laughs> yeah, it'd be like 45 millimeter nose ring. Maybe you can do something with it. You're creative. Yeah, okay, let's see. It'll be Issa's anklet. <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll fix the class there so we go. can put it around. Make it a necklace. It's like 45, <laughs> you know, it's like this size. Yeah. Yeah, you can do something, like a pendant necklace. Oh, yeah, let's see what I can do. Get creative. Yeah, this sounds like your uh, birthday present. <laughs> <laughs> sounds great. I'll turn into a nipple ring. <laughs> a Prince Albert. <laughs> Was it Prince Albert? The dick one. Oh, <laughs> oh, you know what? I, I've been pretending to know what that is like my whole life. I think it's a Prince Albert. I think that's what they call it. You I'm not going to Google it. it. <laughs> <laughs> my sponsored ads are going to look very different now. Okay, well, that was a good sour. I like that sour. Yeah, okay. If it had a little it's bit of sweet. a good sour. <laughs> and I lost it had my some new points. earrings. It was just the first day I wore it. Well, maybe you can talk to Blue Ruby again. I did, stupid teenager. Try a different one. Said, uh, user fault. (laughs) Now get out of my store. (laughs) Uh, I don't have anything to exit with, so we'll do it. Just try. Simple. That was episode 46. That was great. Um, so yeah, this as, is gonna haunt me tonight. <laughs> that was episode forty-six. Please rate and review us on iTunes, five stars only. Follow us on Instagram at Yellow Packaging Six Zero Four. You can listen to us wherever and whenever you get your podcasts. Now you got to pay someone else royalties because Shakira <laughs> sold all the rights to her songs. I know. Wherever, uh, whenever. Okay. okay. Bye. Bye. See ya. Not see ya. But you don't know <laughs> mean. Okay. Bye. <laughs>